Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically performing preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the of reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building we're excited to be in here one more again one more round always up in here on your favorite podcast your new favorite podcast that is and man i'm always crunk when i got my big little homie with me mr tatario what's up big homie yo what's up fam grateful to be back man when we link up it's always a good time man i'm excited Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Always a pleasure to have my big little homie. I call him that because he hold me down big, but he's just a little bit shorter than me. So that's my big little homie. So it's all good, man. It's all good. But man, uh, I'm really crunk about this guest. And here's the ironic thing. Um, you actually put me on this guest. Uh, you sent me a message like, yo, check this podcast out. And uh, as soon as I hit it up, I was like, yo, we got to bring him on, man. We got to We got to hear from him. You know what I'm saying? So uh, today I want to introduce to some and maybe reintroduce to others, Mr. Adam Coleman, a.k.a. the Black Bruce Wayne. Ain't that how you said, big homie? How are you today? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? It's your hometown hero, Scott Lane, the Black Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. the real Adam Coleman. There he is. There he is. I got to yeah, come up yeah. with something cool like that for mine, man. My, I'm just, you know, <laughs> I just hit him with the what's uh, up, like. Like the dude on right, the end of the right. corner or something, you know? <laughs> Actually, it's mad confusing, though, to be honest with you. Like, it confuses everybody. Like, nobody knows what my real name is. <laughs> so I feel you, boss. Well, the name of his podcast uh, is No ID, correct? Uh, True ID. True ID. I know that. I said that on purpose. That was a setup, man. Oh man. Setup. man! Oh man! I got to catch up, man. I got to. <laughs> hey, I got to catch up, yo. I got. I got, I got yeah, two that... kids here at the crib, and I've been dealing with them, you know, earlier today. Oh, bro. I, I, I guess that, bro. Bro, you, a bit, you know. 
Yeah, you you talking to family man, bro. I got four, Jataria got two, and we we literally like running around and and black barricading and all that. So we on the same page, but <laughs> you'll wake up soon. Anyway, yeah, yeah, okay. it's called yeah. True True ID. Uh, first man, tell the people about you. Already mentioned the kids. Uh, you know, uh, tell the people about who this the real Bruce Wayne or or Adam, whoever this guy is. You keep talking about. Tell people about yourself. Right, right. So, you know, my real name is Adam Coleman. Uh, I went, you know, I did gospel rap for about uh, 10, 15 years. So that my, my rhyme name was Scott Lane. So that's where that comes from. Uh, but, you know, um, I'm, I'm a husband of one, you know, a father of three. Uh, I got uh, a three-year-old and a two-year-old, and I got one on the way coming next month. So definitely excited about nice. that. And so, you know, when I'm not changing diapers and, and that kind of stuff, um, I'm a Christian apologist, you know. Uh, just basically get out there, try to defend the faith. You know, I do some teaching and stuff like that. Obviously, I'm, I'm also the host of the True ID podcast. Uh, it stands for the real you. Uh, yeah, the real you and my go day, you know, image of God. So that's that's what that stands for. And uh, in addition to that, I'm also a member of the Free Thinking Ministries apologetics team. Uh, so definitely go check their, their website out, Free Thinking Ministries. I write some blogs for them. And uh, also kind of blogger slash apologist consultant. I don't know what my, my label is then, but, you know, with the King movement. So um, uh, definitely oh. check me out there as well. I got some uh, articles out there as well. So thekingmovement.com. So, yeah. Good deal. Good deal. We'll we'll definitely put all of your links in the uh, the description, man, so they can check your workout and, and definitely check cool, out the cool. podcast. Um you know, so apologetics is right up our alley. Um, this podcast was birthed out of a Facebook page called uh, Be Not Deceived. And on that page, we dealt with, you know, apologetics. And, and that's why, you know, as soon as I saw, as soon as I saw, like, I mean, your 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 profile and checked out the episode, I was like, oh, yeah, this is my kind of cat right here. So uh, I guess the, the, the kickoff question, um, what inspired apologetics? Because we know we all should be apologists, but. Every, everybody don't feel that call or don't answer to that call, I would say. What what inspired you to become, you know, to get into the field of apologetics? Hmm. That's a good question, man. Uh, for, for me, uh, it's, it's very personal, very personal. And so what mm -hmm. I mean by that mm -hmm. is um, about about four or five years ago, um, let, me, let me back to you. I, I come out of the, um, the Word of Faith uh, community, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm no longer a part mm -hmm. of it, but, you know, that's kind of like my mm -hmm. background, you know. And so um, I'm going to kind of speed up a little bit, but by God's providence, you know, he was kind of bringing me out of that teaching, you know, and really just kind of, you know, breaking me down to my foundation, you know, building me back up so I could have, you know, a proper doctrine. And, you know, it, 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 was just, it was just a very interesting time. So during that time frame, you know, I also encountered apologetics. Now, what's interesting about it is, um, you know, about, like I said, five years ago, I just got a new job. My wife was pregnant. I had like this uh, mission trip that I was supposed to be going on. Like things was things was great, <laughs> you know. And uh, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I get on this mission trip down to Jamaica. People getting saved, and you know, uh, it's just a really powerful time. And so all these good things are happening. I get back from the mission trip, and a week later, my wife has a miscarriage. You know. Wow. And wow. you know, it was just very deep. You know, and um, so you know, by God's providence maybe about four or five months before that, my dad had sent me, um, you know, three or four books of apologetics. He sent me some William Lane Craig, Dorm Geisler, uh, Frank Turek, you mm. know, some other guys. 
And I had been reading, you know, this stuff and like just like just eating it up, you know, just like really building up my faith. You know, I, I'd encountered apologetics a little bit before then, but this is the first time I was just really digging in. And so, you know, by the time, you know, things were getting ill with the miscarriage or whatnot, I had already been like building up my faith for, you know, several months. And so it really helped to sustain me, you know, during that time. You know, and you know, mm-hmm. and then coupled with the fact that I was coming out of that false doctrine with the word of faith, I was I had more, more firm ground to stand on. You know, so uh, that's why I say for me, apologetics is very personal, you know, because, you know, during a very dark time of my life, God used it to sustain me in my faith. And so that's why I'm so passionate about, you know, people knowing why they believe what they believe, you know, because you just don't know. I mean, there's so many, there's right. so much ammunition available to the believer, you know, to stand against, you know, the attacks of the enemy against our mind and against our, our heart. Um, and unfortunately, we just don't avail ourselves of those things. So, you know, it's just something I'm really passionate about. But that, that's, you know, essentially how I got into it, you know. So, man, let me ask you this, bro. So, like, getting into apologetics coming from the word of faith camp, how did that, when you started seeing the difference in the theology, you know, how did that really impact your life just everyday-wise? Yeah, so... <laughs> So the interesting about it is, um, like I said, I did gospel rap, you know, for a number of years, right? So, yeah, I was obviously very familiar with, the, you know, the cross movement, you know, and um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always, I'm very into lyrics, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, I'm from the East Coast, man, so it's, it's about lyrics, you know what I'm saying? So if somebody spits something, <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm going to really, yeah, it's all about bars, man, it's all about bars. So, you know, we, if you spit something, I'm really in tune with what, you, with what you're saying. I'm very interested in every bit of what you're saying, how you put it together. So me, being into the crossing, I understood that their doctrine was different from what I was getting in my church. I didn't know mm-hmm. in what way. I wasn't familiar with, you know, uh, the reform tradition and things like that. But I just knew that they were teaching something that was different, you know, from what we were getting. You know what I'm saying? At, at the right. church where I was at. Right. So... Interestingly enough, you know, God kind of used that to familiarize me that there's there's another, um, you know, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this without being inflammatory, but you know, but, but God was just showing me that there's a uh, a firm grounding of doctrine that I wasn't you know making myself a part of and it wasn't available at my church, you know, and so you know as through a series of events, man, like I got a, a you know family members that went through, went to uh, Oral Roberts University and had some really bad mm-hmm. experiences out there. They were there during the time where there was a lot of shady stuff going on. So yeah, you got a bunch of things happen at one time, and um, you know that kind of just was a red flag that something something is not right. You know, I wasn't sure exactly what it was, but I just knew something wasn't right. And so then, you know, lo and behold, mm-hmm. I started listening to the guys that you know I heard the cross mention, of course, like John MacArthur's. Uh, I started rocking with Alice the Bay and just different guys like that. And that really just helped mm-hmm. kind of pull me out of, you know, the false doctrine that, that I was in. It, it's so wild, man. I never forget. I was in this church service and um, this word of faith joint. And somebody was teaching, a, a, you know, something like about obedience or wisdom or something like that. And it was just dead quiet the whole service, you know. And, like, right at the end, they kind of get into the, hey, you know, you'll get your money in 90 days, and you got some millionaires. And like, the place is erupted. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, woo. And something about it. I mean, I've heard sermons like that before. You know what I mean? But something about yeah. it just really bothered me. And I couldn't put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. It was just like this real chilling feeling. 
And, uh, you know, like I said, that, it, just, it was just a real turning point for me to kind of get out of that uh, foolishness and uh, you know, get myself grounded in the Word. Right, right. Yeah, one thing that, uh, you know, me and Tatario both came out of the Word of Faith, charismatic, you know, we both experienced mm-hmm. that. So I definitely, we definitely can relate to that. Um, and, you know, especially dealing with apologetics, you know, not, not dissing any uh, non-reformed people that are in apologetics, but just something about whenever you understand the reformed faith and know that they are answers to what's going on, it just makes a difference, you know, um, because you're not taught that, you know, in the word of faith, word of faith camps, you know, it's more or less experience and not necessarily uh, something you can apply or something you can, you know, combat or reply or, or have an answer for people. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I've witnessed that so many times, you know, so would you say, you know, uh, uh, I guess kind of turning the wheel a little bit in this conversation. Um, you know, recently, you know, there's been this whole uh, conscious movement, and 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 you know, the Black Hebrew Israelites. Uh, you know, they always been 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 like doing whatever they were doing. But you know, there's been uh, videos of like that pastor that said he left the faith or whatever and all that. Yeah, Would you yeah, say yeah. a lot of the, yeah? Would you say a lot of the, I guess, deception and fallback? comes from you know not being in a sound biblical place you know or or i mean and you know just not to point fingers but being in the word of faith camp and not having answers do you think that's some of the the source of what we're seeing this turn in in the body of christ especially in the black community oh uh, yeah i think that's a part of it i think it's a part of it so like for myself like that come out of the word of faith movement you know and i'm still kind of i still find myself working through issues you know, working through doctrines that I picked up while I was there. You know what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. There's still, you know, there, there are doctrinal issues that I'm still trying to figure out. I'm still trying to, I don't, I don't want to use the term figure out, but I'm still kind of working my way through, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the forms of tradition and things like that. So, anyway, I think that you do have um, misinformation that's really just church wide. But then I do think on top of that, you have this extra layer of deception, you know, that you find in the, uh, the world of faith. Uh, community. And the reason why I say that is, um, first of all, you, you know, you got people teaching stuff that's unbiblical anyway. <laughs> you know, so right. they don't right. know they don't the know the, the the belief system that they claim to follow. You know, then you know, by mm-hmm. and large. So that's that's already a problem. So for example, if you don't have a firm grasp of the doctrinal distinctions that make Christianity what Christianity is you know, such as, say, you know, the two natures of Christ or, you know, why we believe that God exists as a trinity, you know, things of that nature, then it's real easy for, like, a Hebrew Israelite to come along and trip you up, you know, because exactly. you know, at best exactly. you may have some slogans, you may have, uh, you know, kind of a surface-level understanding of, of what the Christian faith is, but if you can't defend it biblically, you know, then, shoot, a uh, Hebrew Israelite have a field day because they're going to get in that word. You know what I'm saying? They're going to yep. pull out the Bible and show you something that you haven't seen. They're going to say, oh, why is Jesus talking to the Father? How can he be God if he's, you know, talking to God? And all, all those types of things. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't been, you know, instructed, you know what I'm saying, then <laughs> you don't have an answer, you know? So you could, exactly. that's how that doubt creeps in for a lot of people. So I do think that, you know, um, really church-wide, I think overall, um, there's a... Uh, uh, I don't want to say misinformation, but just, you know, there's not enough teaching going. You know, I, I say um, all the time that on on the average Sunday, churches don't teach theology. You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. may teach, you know, life lessons that have theological implications. 
uh, or, you know, or tired of theology, but they don't teach actual, you know, theology. And I think that's a problem because you have a bunch of people who believe that they're disciples. <laughs> they don't even have the rudiments of the faith, you know, and so that, exactly. that's, that's, a, that's a big issue, you know what I'm saying? Wow, man. So let me ask you this, man. What what do you think the draw is in our African-American communities and with our people in terms of just this Hebrew-Israelite movement and, like, the conscious movement? What do you think is drawing our people to that and away from the church? You know, I think it's a um... – that's that's a great question, man. I think it's a it's a really complex question as well. There's a lot of things that go into that. Um, to make it simple, I think in order to understand what's going on with the conscious community, I think we have to understand the cultural disruption that took place mm. from the transatlantic slave trade and really throughout the whole slave era. This kind of has ripple effects on today because what you have is a sustained interruption of how people groups generally develop and pass on culture and identity, you know, beginning at that transatlantic slave trade. So so here's what I mean. So, you know, in Africa, right, before, you know, uh, colonialism and, and uh, you know, the European involvement in the slave trade, and I worded that way for a specific reason. I'll get to that in a minute. But, um, you, know, people, you know, African people didn't refer to themselves as, like, black. That wasn't a central identifier. You know, it's not to say right. that skin color didn't factor into how they identify each other, but it wasn't as central as it is for us, like, say, in America today. You know, you say, you know, so-and-so is a black person or, you know, this person is black. You know, that concept, that race concept wasn't present, you know, prior to uh, the transatlantic slave trade. You know, they use, you know, other aspects like, uh, you know, what family you belong to, what clan, what language you speak, you know, markings on the skin, your physical build you know, religious practices, all those different things that kind of like form the network of different ways that people identify themselves and differentiate themselves uh, from other people groups on the African continent, okay? Now, mm-hmm. with that, what you have is, you know, with the, with the transatlantic slave trade, you have a, a, for lack of a better way to put it, a violent disruption of that, okay? Um, you have people being separated from those kinship networks, people, you know, being mm-hmm. drawn out of that network of factors by which they identify themselves. Um, you know, even, <laughs> and, and, you know, I just want to throw this, throw this in here. It wasn't just because, you know, the white man was joking people up. I mean, you have African slave traders, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. kidnapping, yep. That's you real. know, folks. I mean, for real. I mean, real. Yeah, this is documented. They, this is they, documented. they leave that out, right? though, boss. They leave that out. <laughs> they do. They do. I mean, I mean yeah. the reality is this. Here's the reality. If you are an African-American or just an African in the Western hemisphere, right? You are probably a descendant of somebody who was either kidnapped by another African or, you know, mm-hmm. so one of your uh, ancestors uh, was a, um, uh, the, you lost a tribal war. And so therefore you're taken as a prisoner of war and sold to the Europeans. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, of course there were some, I mean, I'm not saying that Europeans never stole people directly. I mean, obviously that did occur, but, you know, it's not just, you know, oh, the white man's bad, beat up a bunch of black folks and, and yoke them up and brought them over here to the West. This is not, that's not real. That's not I'm real. Right, right. You know, but, so my point is, you know, so the thing of it is, you know, you do have, you know, this separation from this network of factors that people use to identify themselves. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, being enslaved, uh, being enslaved, they have certain laws, the slave code, that would prohibit things like you can't congregate, you can't practice you know, certain religions in such and such a way, 
you know, all those types of things inhibited being able to, you know, uh, push the culture forward from generation to generation. And so, therefore, you see a fizzling out of these uh, cultures that Af- the, the West Africans had, you know, in this, you know, coming over here into this Western context. And then on top of that, you know, all, with all that going on, you also have these slave auctions, you know, where, you know, families are being ripped apart, you know, mothers are sold from right. you know, husbands are sold from white. So you can't maintain that family structure. And so, therefore, there's another source of identity that's been practiced. And then you have Europeans imposing this idea that people are differentiated based on their external features, you know, and they use that as a justification, you know, to enslave Africans. And so they pretty much re, uh, they, you know, you have a stripping down of, of natural identity, so to speak, and then they impose mm-hmm. this other concept, you know, that was foreign to them. So with all that, you know, fast forward to today, I think that's what we're seeing is that, you know, we've had this ripping away of these natural identity systems. And then, you know, the, the ripple effect is that you have a people who are, who are making fragmented attempts to regain <laughs> their Africanness. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, the yep, problem yep. is, you know, when it comes to Christianity, because people perceive Christianity to be Europeanized, the white man's religion, you know, in the process of them trying to cast off anything that's not African and reclaim their Africanness, Christianity finds itself on the wrong side of that, that ledger. And thus, you know, people right. you know, chuck Christianity out, you know, with, with that bathwater there. And so I think that's, that's, you know, one of the main reasons, you know, you see wow. uh, this issue with the conscious community. It's just this, it's an attempt. And it's not the only one. I mean, shoot, you can look back at the, uh, you know, the 60s, you know, the Black is Beautiful movie. Oh, yeah. Afro, Most you know, definitely. all that kind of stuff. Bell bops, right? You know, um, mm-hmm. there's always been these attempts to reach back. And I think that just with the conscious community, you know, they've had different surges, but with social media being what it is, I think that it's uh, this particular surge is a lot stronger uh, because it can move, you know, right. the information can move a lot faster, even though the information is, is dark. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great breakdown of that. And that's actually the exact way I saw it. Um, you know, I see that, that you know, they want to cast off Christianity because they relate it to you know the 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 white man or the you know the anglo fellas right. and 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 they they like you said throw the baby with the bathwater per se and mm-hmm. and and actually what's really the push now is the social issues you know the, mm-hmm. the what right. we're seeing it you know because of media and all of that and 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 the, you know the injustice and the you know the the one-sided story so you know all of that mm-hmm is what's what's what i think personally is like fueling it to the point where it's at now like like you said social media definitely and then social media also pushed the social issue you know um yeah and i think that both of those combined it makes it very dangerous because like you said you know it it makes you want want to reach back you know uh you want to you want you want to uh uh separate yourself and you know you know, it's all about the blacks and the black queen and and black king and oh, you know, absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and yeah, you know, exactly. I made a post. About it, man. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to add in because I think you know, at the end of the day, it's a worldview issue. Okay, it's exactly you know, a worldview is it's kind of like, like a worldview you, is like a puzzle. <laughs> was, was that? I said I like you, man. Go ahead, keep talking. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm just saying is that, you know, a worldview, it's just like a puzzle. I wrote about this recently, but, you know, just like a puzzle, a worldview is like the sum total of all your beliefs, right? And so, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. if you look at, 
you know, what's happening is, you know, people are taking one piece, which is their ethnic identity, and they're having trouble fitting it with their spirituality, you know, i.e. Christianity. Mm-hmm. So they, they are under the impression that those pieces don't mix. And so we just like mm-hmm. putting a, just like, you know, putting a puzzle together, if you're trying to stick one piece to another piece and it don't fit, what do you do? You start looking for another piece. Because that's what's happening. Right, people right. are saying that, okay, well, this Christianity puzzle piece doesn't fit my identity puzzle piece. And so therefore I'm going to, you know, find another piece other than Christianity and see if I can match it up that way. And so that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of what you're seeing wow. while people are catching wow. up. Mm-hmm. This is on point. There's something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, you, you got right now. <laughs> yeah, that that's a great, great analogy, man. That's a great analogy, uh, the puzzle piece, because, you know, we see it and it, it makes so much sense. You know, uh, I can tell you're a writer, man. You're very, very articulate with your words and stuff. So I'm hating a little bit, you know, but I'm glad you're on my show. Oh, so <laughs> I can, uh, you yeah, know, I, I always tell it, people, you know, I, I always tell people I'm not that smart, so I bring smart guests on. So you you're making me look good. I appreciate that. Oh, man. But um, but, it, bro. but yeah, man, no doubt. But in the same stream of the the social social thing, man, um, something me and my team kind of recognize, and and I I just want your input on it, man. Um, even mm-hmm. within the Christianity, I mean the the whole you know uh, within being black, being Christian, or being black and being reformed, or being black or whatever, you know we're seeing a a a major push on the emphasis on being black, you know, as mm-hmm. far as like you know the whole racial re- reconciliation and you know and it's like the forefront of their Christianity, you know, and we're right. seeing okay. that, and I mean my team, we're we're kind of like. Like, you know, I don't, you know, I, I don't care black. I don't care who I am as long as I got Christ, you know? So what, mm-hmm. what's been your, your view on that? Cause you know, I, I've had guests on that, that were, you know, strong on that side, you know, but uh, what, what's your view on that as far as, you know, the, the race side and Christianity and then knowing the, the dynamics of it. Okay. Yeah. I think the way I look at it is, um, I feel like diversity, and there's different types of diversity, but I feel like diversity is God's idea. You know, oh yes, um, I didn't make it up. You see what I'm saying? I, you know what? I didn't create you know people of all exactly colors and, and cultures and those types of things. And so I think that there's a beauty to, um, and this, this, this is such a powerful thing with the gospel. If you look at if you look at the body of Christ, just look at church history. You have a collage of just about every people group that you can imagine. You know what I'm saying That's under real. the blood of Jesus. That's a beautiful thing. And I think that, you know, the church has to, um, in many ways, reclaim that. And I think people want mm-hmm. to reclaim that. But then you also have to be careful not to make, you know, um, those aspects of identity, you know, things that are outside your identity in Christ. You have to be careful, you know, not to make those things an idol. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So yes. the way I look at it is it's about priorities. You know, first and foremost, I'm a child of God, you know, um, through the sacrifice mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ, right? Um, now, second to that, we can also look to the Bible and see, you know, the concept of the image of God is running all throughout the scriptures, right? So aside mm-hmm. from just being a child of God, all people are made in the image of God, you know? Mm. And so I'm going to prioritize that above my specific ethnicity. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if I don't, oh. if I don't, if I don't prize my ethnicity, if, I, if I'm not putting my identity in Christ first, and then the Omago Day prioritizing those things, 
then that's how racism creeps in, right? I mean, because you're you're making something that's specific about you greater than those things that God instilled, you know, uh, in the earth, you know, by, by his sovereign will, right? And yes. so I think, you know, there's yes. nothing wrong with, you know, I had somebody ask me the other day, he's a white guy, he, he was upset that, you know, uh, black people were wearing uh, the African, you know, medallion or something like that, you know, to church. And he said, well, what if I wore a German medallion? I'm like, honestly, I really don't care. If you want to wear a German medallion, you can go for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> as long right, as you're not, right. you, know, you know, as long as you're well, not it ain't a anything. <laughs> yeah, they, right. yeah no you don't want to do that. No you know. but, but, but look at, look at, you know, Jesus' you know, two commandments, right? You know, the, the mm-hmm. top two commandments. Mm-hmm. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then love others, right. you know, as you love yourself. Now, those are the two central mandates that govern all Christian behavior, okay? So if you're holding to something that's going to cause you to trample on those two mandates, then you know that something's out of order. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'm not trying to cause yes, any, you know, beef or anything like that, but... Um, Let's do it. Stir the pot. Stir the pot. Come on. Oh, man. No, I got I, you I'm back. not trying to cause no beef, man. But I'm going to just say, like, honestly, you know, there, sh- there shouldn't be... And this is not, you know, directed at anybody in particular, but you know, there shouldn't be anything that's going on, you know, politically, you know, socially, you know, any of that kind of a thing that causes fellowship within the body, within the body of Christ to be disrupted. Now, think about what Jesus yes. said, right? He yes. said to the disciples, okay, in the world, you know, they, you know, lord over each other and do this and do that, but among you it shall not be so, right? Mm. So the yep. social stratification, you know, where one group is over another group and all that kind of thing, it ought not be so amongst the brethren, right? And so what you mm-hmm. have is if, you, if we're not respecting these things, then how can we dwell in the bond of peace and the bond of love as we're commanded to if we're allowing these other things to come in the mix and be disrupted? So again, it's, I don't have a problem with, you know, people, you know, acknowledging who they are ethnically, you know. Um, right. I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all, but at the same time, I do think that it's getting a little fuzzy in terms of some folks, you know, uh, you know, maybe kind of idolizing their ethnicity rather than submitting it to Christ and allowing mm-hmm. it to be part of that beautiful framework that he uh, foreordained. You see what I'm saying? Yep. God, yep. you are a preacher right now. That is so good. And that, <laughs> What's the word? So, word? Something that I've told Dwayne that I've been seeing lately, uh, on Facebook and on social media and stuff is just like there seems to be like a tension in the like kind of following what uh, Dwayne was saying in the Christian community specifically for African Americans and for everyone else too there seems to be this tension of just <clears throat> we uh, a tension of having to pick sides either you know you're going to choose to be on the side that really really pushes this like uh, agenda of emphasizing, you know, the black culture within Christianity or either, and mm-hmm. if you're not on that side and you're black, then, you know, you're you're a sellout. You know, are you saying that? Because I, I see that a lot on my timeline where it's like you're kind of in a position where you have to pick a side. Um, you know, if, you, if, if you're trying to push mm-hmm. the gospel, the gospel mm-hmm. to some of these people, it's not enough. They, they want you they would rather you uh, talk more about social issues than you talk about the gospel. You need new friends, man. But go ahead, Adam. <laughs> you, you said what? I said he need oh, okay. new friends. He need to unfriend some of them people. But go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, man. 
Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'll say I haven't experienced it myself, you know, but I, I've observed it. I'll, I'll put it that way. I guess, you know, for me, I spend so much time debating, like, atheists and stuff and constant community people. I, I don't really, I guess, you know, uh, get a whole lot of hate from Christians, really. I, I you know, a whole, a whole lot. But um, so, no, I can't say I've experienced it myself. Um, you know, that being said, I do think that, you know, it, I mean, it's a very deep discussion, man. The question is, you know, what is the mandate of, of the church? You know, what is the Christian in this world mandated to do? You know, I think that's the central issue. And some people believe, well, just preach the gospel and leave it at that. Other people, you know, go to the other side of the spectrum where it's all about, you know, what's going on in this world and being like a social warrior. I think there's probably a balance between those two that I think that the church is missing, which is why you have people on different sides, you know, beating each other up about, you know, what what somebody else ought to do, you know. Uh, So that's an interesting one, man. I I think it's tough and it's unfortunate, you know. But like I said, I you know, I don't really debate with a lot of Christians anyway. Other than I think me and Sacred Woods probably have <laughs> probably debated it more than I've debated with anybody else, but you know. <laughs> but that's all good though. That's all good. Oh uh, man, know. yeah. We we know we know Seiko. We know Seiko. He's been a guest oh, yeah, here yeah. Uh, a couple of times. Yeah, yeah we're we're familiar. I I think everybody knows Seiko. If you in the if you on the internet, you you'd probably know Seiko. That's real. Oh yeah, but, yeah, uh, absolutely. But I'm gonna tell you what. You think about <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time here. But you know, one thing I say about him oh, yeah. is that he honestly he goes hard for what he believes, man. You know what I'm saying? And, oh yeah, and that's right. Gotta respect that's that. Rude. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I agree with everything he says or does. And he knows that mm-hmm. we've had. I, I've, I've talked to him on the phone. You know what I'm saying? And um, but but he honestly goes hard for what he believes, man. So you, know, you gotta respect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. That's that's kind of our our liking point with him too, man. You know. Uh, he he he's all out, you know. It's no it's no turning, you know, right or wrong, or yeah. whatever. But yeah, that's what's up. But so you know, um, as far as you know, uh, I guess we're gonna get ready to, to turn the corner or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but but I want to know this, man. Um, you know, because I see so much uh, back and forth for whatever or, or apologetics being done on like social media like in comments you know because i had an atheist come at me you know in a comment and we literally man like spent two days going back and forth or whatever like do mm-hmm. you experience or do you get to exercise uh apologetics in person much like does that happen because like like i said i see so much on social media and 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 you know emails and whatever do you get to experience it like you know in, on a personal level uh yeah, actually I, I do. I do. I'm, I'm not saying. Um, I mean, I'm not like at my job or something like that debating with my boss on, you know, the cosmological <laughs> argument or something like that. I hope know, not. Yeah, no, no. But um, but yeah, I, I have had some experiences, and usually it'll come by. I, I, I like to talk, man. I like to talk, you know. So right. if I'm out, you know, in a public area, if I see some, if I'm in, in Barnes and Noble or something like that, you know, I see somebody reading a book you know, um, that thing is interesting. I might strike up a conversation, you know, sometimes, you know, those mm-hmm. will lead into uh, discussions, you know, where okay. apologetics okay. comes into play. Um, or, you know, so I teach, uh, you know, once a month, I've been teaching up in um, uh, Richmond, Virginia. It's about an hour from where I stay. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, those conversations will turn into a debate, you know, depending on, you know, who happens to be a guest there that day. So, you know, it's just, uh, so yeah, I've had some experiences, you know, in person. But that being said, I do okay. think that social media is where it's at. You know, I think that yeah. that's uh, yeah. a place where, 
you know, that that's where people are watching the, the Hidden Colors videos and the Sonetta TV mm-hmm. and, and, you know, uh, the X-Pastors and all that. That's where those guys are. And so I do think yeah, that that's the real. forefront, you know, in terms of the conscious community anyway, I do think that the forefront of apologetics work is probably online, you know, as it stands now, you know, so. Right. I think some valuable, right. valuable yeah. work to be done there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's legit, man. Because my first experience, uh, you know, with the uh, Hebrew Israelite was on the job, and and actually it it actually is what spar what I guess birth, you know, the whole being not deceived and even you know even studying anything because he had so many questions that I didn't have answers or he had so many you know he had so much stuff that challenged what I thought you know what I thought was <laughs> sacred you know and I had no answer you know and that was. That was every day, like like I was the uh, I was a transportation director, and he was like the ISS teacher, and like he literally walked wow. down to my office every day and challenged me, like because you know he ain't had nothing to do, he was just chilling, so you know <laughs> he was walking down the right, hall right. like, hey, you know, you, you know, you know this, you know, you know that, you know, and 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 I didn't, you know, I didn't know, man, I I never studied anything, so that's why I, I wanted thing, to ask you man, about that, th- that personal. Yeah, I think the issue with that is, and it, I think you bring an interesting point. Um, and I just I just released a show today on, on my podcast, kind of dealing with this a little bit. But I think one of the biggest mistakes that the apologetics community has made, probably the biggest mistake, is not taking these groups seriously. You know, mm, um, yep, you know, like when you when you look at the Hebrew Israelites, for example, you know, you see them on the street corner, you know, screaming at people, you know, wearing the, the crazy looking clothes. Yeah, I, I was, um, yeah, they probably hate me because I joke on them all the time, but somewhat. But you know, you know, looking like demolition from back in the day. You know, what I'm saying they dressed up in that, you know, <laughs> the gear or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's easy when you look at stuff like that to not take them seriously. You're like, oh man, they're crazy or whatever. You know. Yeah, but yep. you know, if you really listen to what they're saying, they actually are raising uh, important questions. You know, they actually are mm-hmm. raising important issues. They just are giving the wrong answers. And one example I like to give is so, for example, uh, a Hebrew Israelite, mo- most of them, you know, will tell you the reason why black people are in a bad predicament is because our ancestors didn't follow the law, and God is using the white man to punish Africans. You know, in this day and time. Now, now, what is mm-hmm. that? That's just an attempt to answer the problem of evil. That's exactly. what it is. You know, the, the problem of evil is a philosophical problem that all sorts of people back, you know, uh, grapple with, you know, no matter what right. world they are. And that's right. their attempt to give a reason for, you know, things are wrong and, you know, what what's wrong with the world and how can it be made right? That's what they're trying to do. It is unfortunately, they're, you know, they're giving the wrong answer, you know. But I think that, you know, because we've been dismissive, we've missed opportunities to engage these worldview issues that these guys have, mm-hmm. and that keeps them stuck, you know, and, and where they're at. And so for me, I always try to look at, I try to listen to their questions and objections, but I'm always looking for the worldview issue that, that lies behind it. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. And I think yeah. that's where mm-hmm. we have to press it to because we, we spend too much time going fact for fact with these guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yep, know, you, you did or you didn't, or this scripture says that or it doesn't. And what you have is just this barrage of back and forth, and you feel like you don't really get anywhere. Well, the reason why is because if you go back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, the identity piece, the real issue mm-hmm. is a worldview issue. It's not a fact issue yep. most of the time. It's a worldview issue. And so, therefore, we have to engage them on the worldview level. You see what I'm saying? So, for example, mm-hmm. if, if they're saying, okay, well, the reason why things are bad right now is because the white man and so on and so forth. Well, okay, if that's true, 
well, how do you account for slavery that was going on in African in Africa amongst Africans for centuries before the white man showed up? Right. Right. You know, that if if everything is wrong because of the white man, that answer to the problem <laughs> of evil is not big enough. You see what I'm saying to account for right. what we see in human history. And so that well, brother, you know don't you know? No, no, don't don't you know that the white man came in and taught them how to be slave owners, brother? You don't see that in the script. I was just playing, man. Go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> That's all but but it, it, it's so. But I mean, they do have crazy answers like that. Well, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Oh, I but, know. Um, they got all kinds of stuff. But I'm just saying, like, you know, these different groups, whether it be, it's not just the Hebrews, right? It's the Moors, the Kemetics, it's, you know, the African spiritualists. These different groups, they mm. give answers to questions that aren't big enough to when you sit back and look at human history and look at what's wrong with the world, you know, the answers that they give aren't big enough. Now, when you look at the gospel, mm-hmm. when you look at the Bible and you see, well, the reason why Africans were enslaving each other, the reason why white people were, you know, colonizing and enslaving Africans, you got to take it back to the Garden of Eden. You know what I'm saying? That's a mm. big enough answer to address or, or to um, uh, shed light on, you know, all the negative behavior that we see throughout human history. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so, right. and I think that's where we got to get them to. We had to show them that, that the answers aren't big enough. And then if you can do that, then you can help them to see that there's something else that, that, they're, uh, that they're missing. Mm. Wow, that's so good. Good stuff. Uh, let me ask you this, man. Mm. So do, when you when you're doing apologetics, do you think that it is more beneficial that we focus on knowing what we believe and why we believe it, or knowing what they believe and why they believe it, while also knowing ours? Like, what should the focus be? Yeah, so that's a good question. I think what you want to start with is is what you believe and why you believe it, or I should say, as Christians, you know, why we believe, you know, what we believe. And a really good book, man. I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Greg Kokel, um, but uh, Greg Kokel has a really good book that just came out called The Story of Reality. And he really just mm. kind of lays out the Christian worldview, you know, in a way that's easily understood and you, kinda, you can really grasp it. But, you know, if you can really have a, a, a firm foundation of what you believe, why you believe it, and kind of really what the Christian worldview is, then that's going to be your starting point right there. You know, and for most people, that's probably going to be sufficient. Now, if you're going to engage other people and really, you know, um, you know, try to, you know, disciple them, you know, bring in disciples, then mm-hmm. having that firm base and then adding to that, you know, knowing some things about what they believe is going to make your job a lot easier. You see what I'm saying? Right. right. So I think it, it's really a combination of both. I mean, your starting point is going to be, you know, knowing what you believe and then, you know, gradually, you know, learning things about what they believe, I think, I think really helps, you know. Nice. I just added that book to my to my uh my cart, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, oh it's a great book, man. It's a great book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, good stuff. Well man, um we about to get ready to get up out of here, man. You know, at the bar we don't keep you long, man, but I like oh, to so soon. Ask okay. a few yeah, man. I know it's when it's when it's when it's fun. It's fast, man. I know people complain about it all the time, but you know we gotta go, man. You, you ain't, you ain't gotta got go it. home, but we gotta get out of here. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But um, but I like to ask uh, these kind of light questions. Unless Chitaria, you got anything else you want to add before we go to the lighter stuff? No, man. He he hit it, man. He preached, man. Good duck, Come good. On. <laughs> good deal all right man so uh, this is a signature 
bar, I guess, kind of outro questions. Um, not sure how it became our signature, but it it is what it is. But um, actually, you know what? Before we do that, we're going to take a break right here for one of our uh, pubcast uh, network commercials right here. We're going to take a break. I'm Nathan Bell. And I'm Greg Dutcher. Greg and I have the privilege of co-hosting These Go to 11 podcast. We cover everything from amillennialism to Zeus worship. See what I did there, bro? A to Z? Yeah, but we do talk a lot about everything. Theology, movies, books, politics, and we have great guests on too. Tim Challey, Stephen Altrogi, Dr. John Frame, authors that make us think. And we're not afraid of controversy either. Calvinism and Arminianism, charismatic gifts. If it's a lightning rod, then we're going to set it high on the roof in a thunderstorm. So join us each week. At least one new episode is released every Tuesday night after 10 because every episode goes to what, Greg? We'll just let Nigel say it. These go to 11. All right, y'all, we back and we in here in the bar and we wrapping up uh, with my brother, Adam Coleman, you know, this this guy, man, uh, has really been a blessing for us tonight, and we're so excited to have him. Uh, and, and we're going to hook up, hey, man, I, I need your number, man. We need to, we need to oh, connect, yeah. man, for real, because this, uh, this has been a pleasure, man. Um, so I want to give you our signature uh, light questions. My first question, and which is going to be interesting because you, 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 got, lot, you got bars, you're you a rapper. What <laughs> kind of music are you listening to now? Like what's, what's on your playlist? What's in your, your, your podcast? I mean, your iPod, what, whatever you listen to, what, what are you listening to right now? Got you. Uh, right now I'm listening to, I'm, I'm banging that show Baraka real heavy, man. I'm banging okay, it real okay. heavy though. Like no lie, man. So, um, I'm be honest with you. Like, uh, I did gospel rap for a good amount of years and, um, mm-hmm. I had to chill out from this from a while for a while because listening to it, it's kind of like bittersweet. Like, man, I really want to be doing this again, but you know, I just, didn't have those opportunities, so I kind of chilled out. This right. a lot of jazz, a lot of go- um, you know, just I guess you could say regular gospel. Um, but I'm kind of mm-hmm. weird, man. I mean, like right now I'm, I'm banging that um, that show Baraka, but you know, tomorrow I might be you know listening to uh, what's that a good New World song? Mercy Me. I'm, I'm weird. I listen to all kinds of. I don't, I don't, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not really a country fan, but <laughs> just about. Everything else, I kind of dibble and dabble here and there. Hey, anyway. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, no disrespect to the country fans, man. No disrespect. I was about to say, fans. I was waiting for him to chime in because that boy, gotta, that boy listens to country. I got a whole uh-huh. down for, for my country fans. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, we in South Carolina, so we we it's kind of yeah we get a we get a little pass on on the country's music side, you know. I, I dabble mm-hmm. a little bit in that too. Uh, so I guess what uh, the next question is: What I guess podcasts or sermons uh, do you listen to? Oh man, that's, that's a tough one, man. Um, <laughs> who do I listen to? It, it, it's kind of a hodgepodge. Well, definitely a lot of apologetic stuff. I'm, I'm constantly listening to, of course, we got Robert Zacharias. Uh, definitely mm-hmm. uh, my man, you know, William Lane Craig, Greg Kokel. Um, those are kind of like the big three. As far as preachers go, uh, I rock with, you know, some David Jeremiah. I might rock with him. Uh, Alistair Begg, I definitely rock with him. And uh, I pull up some James White, man. I don't, yeah, I know his name doesn't fly too well in all circles. I'm not sure, you know. Which, oh, <laughs> yeah, James know. White is but, you know, I, here, I, I, I listen to that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, we I ain't going to cut James my mic White. off or what, you know. But. No, 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 no. We love James White, brother. We, I told okay, you, man, cool, we the cool. other, we, we them other black folks, man. We the other ones. We the other ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. 
But, you know, Sizes is the highest positive people, man. If, if somebody tells me about a, a preacher that they heard, I'll, I'll go look them up, man. I'm just kind of, you know, I'm just all kind of folks. Yeah, you got to start listening to the bar, man, and and not episodes where I'm not on it. It's funny, uh, Chitaria. He was like, "Yeah, I checked out this episode with uh, the rapper Aeon. That was tight." I was like, "Man, I'm not on that one. Don't listen to that one. Listen to another one." Man. Right, right, right. Like, look, Chitaria. He don't know how how much I sweat to make that sound good. That was a rough one, boy. Right, whenever I'm whenever I'm not controlling, boy. My my people, I love you. I love Barlow, but. It it was rough editing that joint, boy. Oh, I'm telling you. Shout, shout, <laughs> shout out to Barlow. I love him. I love him. He he's actually a, a rapper too, man. Very 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 talented. Um, uh, when you hear okay. this episode, I hope you listen back at it. Uh, he's actually uh he he wrote our new intro. So uh so okay, yeah, word, check word. check that out, man. Yeah, he's he's a beast, man. So man, uh, I want to give you a chance right here to uh. Promote what you want to promote. Shout out what you want to shout out. Say what's up. You know, any message, you know, you want to look into the camera like on TBN and, and give them a message. You can do that all right here. Go for it. Okay, cool. First, I want to give a shout out to, you know, my wife, uh, Candace, because if I don't, she's going to kill me. I got to make sure I acknowledge yes. her. Um, <laughs> she's watching the kids right now so I can do this. Uh, but, you know, in addition to that, man, just, you know, shout out to my man, Tim Stratton. At our freethinkingministries.com. Shout out to my man, uh, Chris, Chris Broussard, uh, kingmovement.com, BC Radio folks, Vocab Malone. Uh, every, everybody that's just reached out, Lisa Fields, the Jew 3, everybody that's reached out and made my life a lot easier as I start out the True ID podcast. Definitely check out the True ID podcast. It's www.truidpodcast.com, also available on iTunes. And I just want to say, just you know, briefly, man, don't be deceived. By these cats out here who um, are trying to push this impression that Christianity is the white man's religion. You know, I started doing this maybe, you know, three or four years ago, and I was, you know, kind of shook when I got into the project. I was like, man, am I going to find something that really trips up my faith? And, uh, you know, <laughs> as, as far as Christianity being the white man's religion, and look, I ain't found it yet, bro. I started with like five, I was making a list of reasons why Christianity is not the white man's religion. I started out with five, I'm up to about 30 now. You know, so uh, there's philosophical and historical reasons why Christianity is not the white man's religion. Um, it's just a lie. So, um, and, you know, so I'm going to leave that right there, you know. But uh, like I said, get in your word, man, you know, and just know that, you know, there's no question that's bigger than the God that we serve. So love y'all, man. Hey, man. Yes, sir. We appreciate it. Rio, anything else you want, my man? Man, this is awesome, man. This is awesome. so good. <laughs> good stuff, man. Good stuff. We definitely really? enjoyed you, Adam, man. Um, definitely mm -hmm. would love to have you back, uh, you know, later on yeah. down the road and check in with you, man. Definitely was a pleasure. Uh, you guys, make sure you check out everything this cat got going on. All of it's going to be in the description, all the links, all the, the websites. You'll be able to click right there, go right to it, check them out. Go follow, go like, go share, all this stuff. And while you're doing that, do the same thing for the bar. Give us a review. We're actually doing a uh, uh, a giveaway at the end of April. Uh, I think it's April 22nd. We're going to uh, we're going to give away the new Luther 
fresh t-shirt from righteous wretch also a free download of the luther documentary with a whole bunch of big name cats uh talking about martin luther um and all you have to do to enter the win is write a review a good one now if it's, if you don't give us a good review i just might be tempted to destroy right past you and pick somebody else five so stars, write us a good man. review five star five star for sure uh write us a good review and uh and and we'll pick a winner i think it's gonna be april the 22nd and you'll get a, a fresh uh luther t-shirt and access to the digital download of the documentary make sure you check us out on facebook all you got to do is search biblical and reformed we're also on twitter and instagram uh and that's going to be at the bar underscore podcast and the website is still coming y'all pray for my wife that she will get some free time to finish my website so that we can put it up and and you guys can hit us up there y'all hold it down we love y'all we out of here god bless What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there